To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Thank you for calling the ACB radio and information line brought to you by Xeno Media. 518-906-1820. That's 518-906-1820. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome, everybody, and welcome, everybody, from ACB Radio. And I'm not sure if our guest or speaker is here unless she's came in with a phone number. Jana, are you here? Okay. I have come up with a second plan. Um, so first, what I would like to do is probably to go around and introduce everybody. So maybe, like maybe if the board members and officers can raise their hands and and even if you're on one of the committees, raise your hand and, and I'll call on you and we can enter. Becky, are you still here? I think I am still here. Yes, you are. You uh, want to there, call on them and I'll lower their hand? There already, host? there already is was somebody that had their hand raised. It's area code 470. If you want to unmute yourself um, and let us know if you're the speaker by chance, because I know your hand was up when you first came in. Okay. You said 470? Yes. yes. That's me from Georgia, West Cameron. That's okay. I'm not okay. a speaker. Okay. I okay. will get that changed. Thank you. You're welcome. So, um, do you want me just to go down the list and let you know? No, there should be the board members and people that are on committees should have ha should have raised their hand. Okay. Oh, they're, they're not muted. Tom, okay. I don't see Charles? any hand raises, but there's uh, Charles Nabarati. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But he didn't okay. have a hand raised. Chris is here. How do you raise a hand? Alt oh, A if you're on Alt Y if you're on a computer. Okay. And Becky, why did you make me host? Because I was getting I couldn't hear anybody. Okay. If you want to um, throw it back to me, I'll try to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm sorry. Um, I can just go down the list of who's here. Okay. That would be okay. Yes. Becky, why don't you do that? So we have um, Danette Dixon, who is uh, first vice president. Uh, Lester from. Georgia, we have Daisy uh, Debbie Hazelton, who is our um, streamer. Extraordinary. Um, we have Tom. I can Tobin. do it now. You're the host now. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> We're kind of switching jobs here. <laughs> yep. Okay. There's Becky. Okay. Um, Party and Chris. Is that Chris Gray? Yep. Yes. That is. Okay. And I did raise my hand, but somehow it didn't work. So. Okay. But well, I'm glad you haven't changed your handle, Chris. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Chris, you want to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, I'm Chris Gray. I'm the president of ACB Diabetics in Action. And uh, welcome, everybody. Wonderful to have you all here. And uh, let's have a nice discussion tonight. Thank you. Anybody else have their hands raised? Tom Tobin. I am here. Yes. Introduce yourself, please. Okay, I'm Tom Tobin. I'm a relatively new member of ACB Diabetics in Action. 
I hail from Cleveland Heights, Ohio, and uh, I've been involved, uh, gosh, with ACB what, Chris, since 1988. So I'm, I'm an old timer, I guess you would call it that, but um, I'm a type 1 diabetic, very involved and very interested in what this affiliate is doing and learning every time I get to a new meeting. So thanks for having me. Hey, thank you. Um, Sally's iPhone. Check to mute and tell us who you are. Introduce yourself. There you okay, go. Sally Ripplinger, and I'm a type 2 diabetic recently. have uh-huh. became diabetic since the end of January of this year. So fairly new. Okay. Thank you, Sally. And Grant Downey. Hello, I'm Grant Downey. I'm a type 2 diabetic, and I've come to learn as much as I can. Awesome. Thank you, Grant. Charles. Welcome. Alt A, Charles. Unmute yourself. All righty. We're going to go to Randy. Go ahead, Randy. Hi, I'm Randy Knapp. I'm reasonably new to um, ACBDA. I'm looking forward to getting involved. I'm a type 1 uh, diabetic. I use a pump. Uh, and I use a CGM and um, would like to gather more information about the technology that I'm using. Thank you, Randy. Um, Charles, you want to try to unmute now? Alt-A. And if you're on a Mac, it's Command-Shift-A. Okay. No? Okay. David Plumley. David, you're muted. Okay. Um, Don's iPad. You want to introduce yourself? Do I need to be clicking on these people and hitting the ask to unmute? No, no. Okay. You just need to be lower hands with those that okay. have talked. Got it. All righty. Do we have... All righty. We're just going to... Everybody. Okay. Nobody wants to talk. And it doesn't look like our speaker is here. So I did have another plan. Um, I do have, like, we could play a game today. A game that I have that we could play. It's called... Um, 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 blind trivia. Ooh. 1508. Jana, if you are here, can you unmute, please? And raise your hand. It's what's alt Y to raise your hand. How about if you just raise your hand? Of course, you're sighted, so you wouldn't need to know that. So, yeah. And I don't think that you're here. So, this blind trivia that I have, it was too hard to find the answers so we can discuss. The choices that we have, I can ask the question and we can discuss the question. So would that be okay with everybody? Fun. Okay. Okay. Diabetes trivia. Okay. Okay. Diabetes is a disease that causes what? Vision loss, kidney failure, heart disease, amputation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Neuropathy. Neuropathy. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yes. Neuropathy too. Okay. Their choices are glucose to be too low, too high, body to stop making glucose, and body to crave glucose. I would say probably all of those, wouldn't you? I would agree. Pretty gen- pretty generic, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. Um. This is Jane from 508. Do you have me on your on your board? Jane, you said? Jane from Falmouth, Massachusetts, 508. We don't have you on the board, no. But, I didn't but, think so because 
No one recognized me. Okay. I'm 508 area code. You have that? We will change. Becky will change your name. So what we're playing, our speaker did not come tonight for some reason. So okay. we are playing blind. We're playing um, diabetes okay. trivia. So we're okay. playing the game. Are we supposed to raise our hands for, to answer the question or what are we supposed to do here? You know, that would probably be best if we raised okay. our hands. And yeah, that would probably be best if you raised okay, your well, hand. Okay, well, I'll put myself back on mute. Thank you, Jane. Becky, so you're going to call them out as when they raise their hand. Becky. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What do you believe causes type 2 diabetes? Any hands raised? Raised mine. Sorry, it, it, it disappeared from my screen. Um, yes, uh, we have several hands. Sally Ripplinger. Sally, go ahead. Oh, it's just First thing that comes to mind is when you have type 2, you are over 40 years old and it is inherited from your family. That's true. Your grandparents, yes. your parents. That's true. And then Generation, also. Yeah. Okay, we'll the, go to the next person. I only want one answer from each person, okay? Okay, uh, Tom, Tom, that's true. Obesity. Yes. Jane? Yeah. <laughs> the Jane, yeah. Jane, can you unmute? All day. I didn't raise my hand. Oh, okay. Okay. You still have to answer the question anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to say older in life. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So here is one of the questions that is not do you think this is an answer? Catching it from someone else. No. <laughs> we have a hand raised. Dawn's iPad. Okay, Dawn. Black of activity. Yes. Very good. Yes. Thank you. Good. Another morning. person, Kathy King. Hey, Kathy. Insulin resistance. That too. Yes. Yep. You guys are good at this. Jumping with obesity. Yep. Uh, Charles has his hand raised. Hey, Charles. Yeah, yeah steroid use. Steroid. Oh, Can elevate yeah. the blood sugar for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And lower. Oh, no. Debbie Downey. Hey, Debbie. Hi there. Actually, I was going to say lack of physical activity, so somebody yes. stole my answer. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I know. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Debbie. <laughs> okay. The next question is, type 1 diabetes is also called juvenile diabetes. Can a person get juvenile diabetes at any age? It's probably just a true or false question. Debbie Downey? Hey, Debbie. Actually, I was um, trying to lower my hand. <laughs> oh, don't worry about <laughs> okay. lowering your hand. Becky will lower Oh, you, you guys will do. Um, what was it? What causes type 1 diabetes? Can type can juvenile diabetes be in be at any age? That's just a yes uh, or no question. I'd probably say no. It would That's, probably occur as your guess. Yeah, yeah, and you're juvenile. That would be my guess. Yes. Actually, my hand raised. Tom Tobin. Thank you, Becky. Uh, the answer to that question, I believe, is uh, yes, you can be, because oh. we, we've got many people in our audience here that have were type two and became type one. 
but is is that type two called juvenile diabetes? That's the it, question. It was, but now it's called type one, which means you're insulin dependent. Uh, yeah, that, Chris, that, Chris Gray has his hand raised. Hey, Rand, Chris. Chris, go yes, ahead. Wrong. Chris, can you unmute? Oh, all right. We're moving on. Sorry, Chris. Oh, there we go. There he is. is. Oh, there he is. (laughs) So we're not moving on. Okay, there he is. Well, the thing about it is juvenile diabetes is a term which is a little misleading, but technically, yes, you can get it at any time in your life. Okay. You can Mm -hmm. go from type two to type one, become type one, just like that. You know, it's just the way it works. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why they changed the terminology because juvenile diabetes, as you said, Chris, is, is misleading because you're not always a young kid when you get it. Right. Okay. Well, the thing about it is, if you're if you're a type two, uh, and your pancreas is is exercised enough, then you'll become type one because mm-hmm. it just can't make the insulin anymore. Right. I actually heard recently. I did not know this. That type. Twos can actually be juveniles. I never knew that. I always thought uh-huh. they were older people with other uh, other health conditions. But I've heard wow. from uh, professionals in the field that type twos can actually be young people. Wow! Like like okay. kids. Yep. Yeah. So this is kind of what I wanted. Was this trivia stuff to bring up conversations too? So well, well I I actually uh, Randy, I I actually um. Uh, cross the bridge from right. type two to type one type earlier one. this year. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I, you did. I can tell you this happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So now that I have Chris and Tom and Randy unmuted, do you guys care if we do this or do you guys have another topic to do? I think you're doing great, Danette. I said, yeah. carry on. Okay. <laughs> Roll. You obviously came prepared. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, Danette, who is our speaker, yes. just in case they happen to show up? Her name is Jana. Okay. But if she comes in on, on, a, on a phone number, I don't know what it, I think it's a 208 number, I think. Okay. Okay. She'll raise your hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. What is the most common type of diabetes? Oh, that's easy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> raise your hand, Chris. <laughs> uh, how, about, how about Paul Lewis? Paul Lewis. Okay. Yeah. I- yeah, I was uh, going to chime in on um, from yeah. personal experience. Okay, uh, you ahead. can definitely morph from type two to type one. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have been able to get my pancreas transplant. Oh wow! Wow, good for you. How, wow. long, have you had it? How long have you had your pancreas? Uh, I received the pancreas in uh, July first of uh, twenty twelve up Excellent. at uh, UIC. Wow. Good for you. That's great news. And how's it going for you so far? Uh, so far, so good. Excellent. Good news. We have another Thank hand you. raise. Lester. Thank you, Paul. Thanks. Becky, who's this? Lester. Lester? Or Les. I think it's Les from Georgia. Les, are you on? Yes, I am, but I didn't raise my hand. Okay. Sorry uh-huh. about that. I'll get it, Lord. Yeah. I, I had to raise your hand, Les. Oh, Hold on one minute. Angela is on my line. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me, Les. Les, you did raise your hand. (laughs) I didn't raise it. She raised it for me. So, Angela would like to ask a question. 
Yeah, um, I am still trying to uh, reach uh, Chris and uh, to get together with Becky so I can get on the uh, a listserv. I'm still having trouble. I don't know what what it is. That's why I'm on with Liz tonight. Okay. So I just we, wanted to mention that. We will get you connected. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I charged her $10 to go through. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to charge you 20 anyway. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Les. Now I understand that. Okay. So, um, Les, can you take down an email so that we can get them connected? Actually, uh, I have I have Angela's email, so okay. Okay. I have been in touch with her, and I will uh, work on that tomorrow as well. Um, we have another hand raised. It's Jane. Okay. Hey, Jane. Hello, it's Jane, and yes. I'm having the same problem. Mr. Gray was supposed to be in, get in touch with Becky to have Becky call me. So am I having problems trying to sign up, too? Okay, we will get you guys taken care Thank of. You. I will be out tomorrow because tomorrow is my birthday. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. I'm going to mute now. Bye-bye. Save, save it for the shower, okay. Les. So for anyone that is wanting yes. to reach, anyone that is wanting to reach uh, Chris or myself, um, Becky Dunkerson, then um, send an email to acbdaorg at gmail.com. And we will get back with you uh, within the next few days. I'll okay. try to do it tomorrow. If not, it'll be on Friday. Excellent. Cool. Um, so did everybody get the question or do you want me to repeat it? Can you repeat it, Jeanette? I forgot. Yeah, me too. This is Jane again. Yeah. Um, I've been having problems with my iPad. So is there any way that someone could give me a little jingle? I can respond we, to your email, okay. but I can't send emails right at the moment. I'm trying to get the problem rectified. We cannot take your phone number or email over Zoom like this. They do not right. want I know us that. to do that. So, but I gave my phone number to Mr. Uh, the president there. Chris? To Mr. Gray. Hey, yes. I'm sure I have your, your phone okay. number. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to get signed up and get going with you guys. <laughs> we, we'll get you covered. We'll get you taken care of. All right, Danette, what was that question we were working on? Just a second. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what is the most common type of diabetes? An easy one. Another one. The most common type of di diabetes. Two. Type three. Out of doubt. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Type two. Yeah, two. It's epidemic, actually. And we have a hand raised, Sally. Oh. Hey, Lucy. Type two is the most common. Your choices are type 1, type 2, or gestational. Type 2. Yeah, I think that's hands down type 2. Yeah, I would think so. This is David Plumley here, and I wasn't, uh, whenever you called my name, uh, back in the kitchen cooking or getting out our anniversary supper. Oh, happy oh, anniversary. Multitasker, David, I like that. 48th year. Congratulations, dude. Thanks, and Great. I'll be listening around, but I yeah, may not be at the mic. I just, I'm recording it for me. Enjoy your anniversary dinner. Well, well, congratulations. And I'm sure it's a good one, too. Who's cooking it? He is. He's about the kitchen cooking. The one cooking it. Well, <laughs> we're doing it together. What he's making. Uh, that's okay, he's made. 
you got 20 people on the line, we're all hungry. Make enough. You're right. Okay. We don't want to be part of the anniversary dinner. All righty. Are you ready for the next question? Yep. Yes, ma'am. Uh, type 1 di- diabetes results f- uh, from the body acceptance to produce insulin. Wait. The hormone that blocks the cells of the body, allowing glucose to enter and fuel them. I don't know. Uh, oh, is that that's uh, true or false? Tom Tobin? Yeah, I think that question is about your body stops producing insulin when you yeah, become a yeah. type 1 diabetic. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how you become insulin dependent and you can't live without insulin. So, So is that true or false? Uh, I couldn't quite get the question, uh, but I think it's true. Okay. I don't like that question. <laughs> wasn't quite, wasn't really clear. What do you think, Chris? <laughs> well, there, there's two aspects. Your body uh, stops producing insulin, and, and the other aspect is that the beta cells in your pancreas stop working. Correct. So okay. It's kind, of, kind of a double-edged sword there. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. one is one is cause and effect to the other. So when the beta cells stop yeah, working, yeah. you stop producing insulin, so you become diabetic. At least that's what happened in my case. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Good question, I think. <laughs> well, here's a really dumb question. What can you do to stay physically active? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm even scared to raise my hand to answer that question. <laughs> Oh, there are so many things. You know what you could do? You could buy one of those desk treadmills. Ooh, I like that. And do that. We have a great hand, Randy. Okay. Randy, go ahead. Get a, get a dog guide that gets you up at 530 every morning and wants to exercise your butt. I love okay. it. I love it. Here's, I love here's, too. here's their choices. Rollerblade. Yes. Skiing. Yes. Bike riding. Yes. How about all the above? Yes. <laughs> International House of Pancakes. at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think we nailed that one. Yeah, I think we nailed that, that one. Yeah. 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, whoa. This is a good one. The emotional side of diabetes includes. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I'll give it away, Danette. Tell them to give the give the choices. Well, well you yes. started to say yes to the yeah. answers. So. Oh. Debbie, Debbie Downey. I got my headset on. Get here. Hey, Debbie. Oh, is that question open ended, Danette? Are there like it, multiple? It, it, it does give multiple choice. Yeah. Okay, I, th- I thought you started to get on the multiple. Managing choice. stress. We've got a couple of hands that are raising to try to guess. I'm, am I on now? It's Debbie Downing. Yes. Hi, yes. Debbie. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, uh, I would say accepting the fact that you have diabetes and that you need to make a lifestyle change. I like that, Debbie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Randy? I think managing depression uh, yeah. that you sometimes have because of the fact that if you were not a routine person before the disease, you're going to become one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Less or Angela? Uh, it's less. I'm going to say anger in the lows. When you go low, you get very angry. That's true. And why is that, Les? Do you know why that is? No, I don't. And I would you, love to know. Because your brain is screaming for glucose and you get, it makes you 
as they say, look, act like a drunk and act like a jerk because your brain is screaming for glucose. So, Beautiful. So you get that's why mm-hmm. you get belligerent. Mm-hmm. Wow. The two choices that they had: managing stress, yep. personal behavior, social and behavior aspects, and then yeah. the third choice is all of the above. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you guys covered it. Yep, yeah. all of the above. And then if yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. He's going to say something smart, I think. <laughs> I, just, I just said all the above, and then a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Dot, 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 right, Chris? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> all right, Danette, what's next? Mm-hmm. You're doing so good. How many days a week do you have breakfast? <laughs> Seven. Chime in on this. Yeah, on the iPad? That's what I would say. Seven. Seven. Yes. Always have breakfast. Don't leave it out. Yes. That's that's the most important. Yep. I'd say even if you're not diabetic, actually, but yeah. Uh, Probably because like you haven't eaten for however, 10 or eight or 10 hours and you need to get something in. Probably. (laughs) Don't they say that breakfast is the most important meal of the day? That's what people say. Yeah. And beer's not just for breakfast anymore either. Oh, forget the beer. Have a <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say, Chris? I said, have a Bloody Mary. <laughs> All right. You're my man. We're here Randy. together, dude. <laughs> Randy okay. has his hand raised. I did. Go I, ahead, I, Randy. I was just going to say, uh, I've been for the last year or so drinking protein shakes for breakfast because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm too much in a hurry and also sometimes too tired to make anything substantial. And they really make a difference. I mean, it, it's, I have low carb. Um, protein shakes so that you know the sugars aren't an issue and the protein kind of grounds you and gets you going right you use glucerin randy no um is um you would ask me that boost boost uh no it's a it's a it's a something i got from amazon i'll look it up and tell yeah. you, you have so were they out? also energy drinks or just protein uh it's a, it's pr- it's a protein powder that i mix with water oh okay mm-hmm. mm. what flavor do you like Chocolate. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> of course. <clears throat> okay. People with diabetes should check with their primary physician to make sure it is safe to do different th- kinds of physical activities. Most patients with diabetes will, will benefit from exercise. Yeah. I'd say that's true. moderate exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 30 minutes a day or something like that. Oh my gosh! They give lots of. Huh. I would say all these, uh, all of them. They have swimming, moderate exercise, running, stretching, um, aerobics. I would say all of them. Sure. How about curling a beer can to your lips? <laughs> I was going to say I stretch in the Lazy Boy recliner. And I don't think they count that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would count that, Randy. <laughs> and we have a raised hand, Les okay. or Angela. Less. It's less. I'd like to go back one question mm-hmm. with the anger part. Okay. I knew a guy that used to carry sugar cubes with him. And when he felt himself crashing and getting angry, mm-hmm. he used to suck on the uh, sugar cubes. Yep. Is that good or bad or it's the way he solves it? Well, I would answer that question by saying that whatever glucose 
device that gets your blood sugar raised as fast as possible is the best. I mean, I use glucose tablets, but you got to chew those. You got to chew. You got to chew uh, sugar, sugar cubes, but. Um, Anything less that the person can do to raise their blood sugar as fast as yeah. possible without shooting into back into the three or four hundreds right. again, good thing. So you know, and I would say to that, if they're testing it because they're getting angry about something, be sure to check your blood sugar before you take taking a sugar tablet. Yep. And I just good. saw that our heard that our speaker has joined us, Jana. Yes, my sincere apologies. <laughs> it's okay. We, we've been playing diabetic trivia. So. Yeah, oh, nice. Danette's been keeping us laughing for a half an hour. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're going to take a break from, and maybe we'll do this again because we're only on, we haven't got very far. So maybe we'll do this again. <laughs> so this is Jana Kibble, and she is from. Um, Dexcom, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about Dexcom and tell us about it and tell us some some things that are happening with Dexcom, what she does, and she's going to answer some of our questions. And if we have time, we could go back to this trivia. So, yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry to, to get in the way of trivia, but thanks for inviting me here, Danette. Um, yeah. And apologies again about the time change. Um, Just a sec, Jenna, if everybody could mute, since we are streaming this, if everybody could mute the background noises, that would that would help. So please mute, and everybody will, and we'll hear from Jenna's little speech. Go ahead, Jenna. Great. So I, yeah, Danette reached out. Um, so I'll I'll kind of give you my my little chat here, probably about 10, 15 minutes, and then more than happy to open the floor for some conversation. Um, as Danette said, my name is Jana Kimmel, and I work for Dexcom, and I've been here for just up, coming up on three years. Um, and Danette invited me here today to talk about Dexcom. So I'll tell you a little bit about just how I got interested in Dexcom and in working um, with accessibility and people with low and no vision. Um, tell you a little bit about my role at Dexcom, and then talk a little bit about some of the details of the product that we have and how it's helped a lot of people. So my title at Dexcom is um, called the User Research Manager. And what that means is that I make sure that our products work really well for the people who want to use them. Because um, as you know, you know, a group of engineers could be sitting in a room and come up with a great idea, but that may or may not work really well for the people who need to use the product every day. Um, and so that means that I do things like interviews and I do focus groups and then I kind of work as a translator to the product teams and the technical teams to make sure that that feedback actually gets into the product. Um, I personally am not a diabetes patient, but I do have a long history of designing healthcare products and really have enjoyed my time at Dexcom um, thus far. And it's really been exciting to see them make just some great strides in this space for managing diabetes. Um, so about a year into my time at Dexcom, we heard some feedback from a customer who was blind and that inspired us to be looking further into accessibility for our products. My mom, as it happens, was a deaf educator. So I grew up in a household where I understood the realities of people with varying abilities I actually went to a summer camp with kids that were deaf and hard of hearing, joined a theater troupe with kids that were hearing and deaf. And then later in life, I did some apparel design 
mostly for people who were uh, who had a physical disability, like being in a wheelchair or um, you know perhaps like a hump on their back or had a couple of clients that were little people, so they needed some alterations to their clothing. So coming off of that, with my role at Dexcom, I had the, inter- the opportunity to meet Danette when we were doing some home visits. We decided that it would be really helpful for our team to really kind of get into the world of different people's lived experiences. And Danette was one of the people up in Washington who was kind enough to let us into her home share how she uses her Dexcom. And then Danette also shared some of the great tools she uses overall to manage her life as a blind person. And of course, we met her dog, Mr. Mayor, um, who was awesome. And the other favorite thing for me that she shared was this tool that you, she could use to find out what color her clothes were to make sure they matched. I I think that's one of my my personal concerns if I couldn't see that God forbid I wouldn't match. So it was very cool to see that there was a tool to do that. Um, and it was also helpful, you know, Danette walked us into her kitchen. She showed us some of the innovations and the adaptations she was doing, like putting dots on the microwave because of the flat panel. Uh, there were so many things that were interesting to the team and so many things that sighted people really just don't think about because they're not because they're really trying to be exclusive, but because it just simply honestly doesn't even occur to them. And so that is kind of what brings me here to you today, just to tell you a little bit more about the Dexcom product and how it's helped people with diabetes and how it might potentially help you or a family member. Again, not a salesperson, and I know kind of how the product gets developed. I know most of the ways it is used and If you have questions after this, I'm happy to try and answer them as best as I can. Um, So for anyone on the call who isn't familiar, the product is in a category of something called a CGM, and that means it's a continuous glucose monitor. Many of you in the past, I'm sure, have used BGMs or what we call blood glucose meters. So with a blood glucose meter, you stick your finger you know, once an hour, a few times a day, whatever makes sense for you and your diabetes. The goal of the continuous glucose monitor is that it is wearable, so it's on your body, and you get glucose readings every five minutes, 24-7. So all day, every day, you have access to those readings either on your smartphone or on a separate receiver if that's what you choose, instead of waiting for data from a finger stick. Uh, I will say that if you are completely blind, the receiver is not the product for you. It really makes sense to just use your smartphone, which allows for voiceover. So I'll tell you a little bit about this system for those who haven't seen it. And um, again, feel free to ask questions as um, when we're done here. So the system consists of a sensor, which is a small part worn on your body, a transmitter also worn on your body, and either a smartphone, like I said, or a receiver. And that receiver is about two inches by four inches and you can carry it in your pocket. So the sensor is worn on the skin. It has a hair thin needle that goes through your skin and it reads something called interstitial fluid, which is a close proxy for your blood glucose. And that sensor is changed every 10 days. 
the sensor is applied to your body with an applicator and that applicator applies the sensor, whether it's most people either wear it on their abdomen or the back of their arm. And I've personally tried it and put the use the applicator, applied a sensor, and it's really pretty painless since the applicator does most of the work. Once that sensor is on, there's a little area with a clip and the transmitter can clip into the sensor and they're worn seamlessly together. The transmitter is reusable. I, I honestly don't remember how many days you get out of a transmitter, but the sensor 90 is days. Off. 90 days. Thank you, Danette. <laughs> I've got my experts on the line here. Um, and then the transmitter part wires, wirelessly sends that data to your receiver or your smartphone. And again, anytime you think to yourself, hey, what's my blood sugar? You can either ask Siri, which is one of the cool things that we have at Dexcom, or you can pick up your phone and look. Um, the, the wearable part, it's approximately one inch by two inches. It can really be worn when you're going anywhere and doing anything, you can wear it when you shower, when you swim, when you do athletics, when you're sleeping. Really, the only time you were required to take it off is uh, going through an x-ray machine at a doctor's office, not necessarily, but not like an airport x-ray. You can wear it right through there. So once you have the device on, you will get your glucose readings um, sent to your phone or receiver, like I said, about every five minutes. And some people say, well, okay, great, but still, how does that help me? And what it does is instead of waiting until you don't feel well, or perhaps you're one of those people that you don't feel your lows or you don't feel your highs, you can get your blood glucose information anytime in the moment so that you can be a little more proactive and not wait till you're not feeling well or not wait till you're too high or too low. Um, the other great thing that you can get kind of historically is, well, actually, sorry, before I go into the historically, you get your, your real-time reading as well as some trending information or information that lets you know if you're headed for a low or headed for a high based on your most recent readings. And you can get, I think, up to three hours in the main app and then... Unfortunately, the, the landscape version of that is not currently, no. does not currently work with voiceover, but for the sighted, there is a 24-hour graph as well if you turn the graph sideways. And then one of the other benefits of the device is that it sends data to your doctor. So for any of you who may not have a device like this, you may have the experience of going to the doctor. Maybe they ask you, well, how you been doing for the last six, three months or six months. And you might remember one or two really significant instance, instances. There was something you wanted to talk about. But with this device, your doctor literally gets to see everything that happened over the last three or six months or longer. And then you can have this really engaging conversation where your doctor is immediately more knowledgeable and can look at the screen where the reports are and say, hey, I see that you had some highs, you know, and you can say, oh yeah, doctor, I was on vacation in Hawaii eating some great food. Or your doctor might say, you know, I noticed Wednesdays at three o'clock, you, you tend to go low. And you can say, oh yeah, I have this new exercise class I started and I, I think I'm going low then. And that allows you to much more quickly have that conversation rather than you kind of trying to remember. And I, 
I know I have some chronic conditions and I never remember anything they ask and I use use apps to track that. So uh-huh. I think that the having that data at your fingertips is super helpful. Um and yeah, and they it just it really sort of gets you into the conversation more quickly is what we've heard from providers. Mm-hmm. And then you get to help and manage to stay in your healthy range and have a healthy glucose more frequently. And so you feel better. And then you also have a happy doctor, but more importantly, you feel better. So of course we do believe that patients should also have the same access to the data as their providers. So everything that is sent to providers is also available to patients either in an app or in a desktop module. And that feature is called our Clarity or Clarity app, or it's a Clarity web. And that, again, allows you to kind of see this historical or retrospective data as far back, really, as you've been wearing a Dexcom. So maybe you can say, oh, how was I doing last year at this time? And you can take a look and see if you're doing better or maybe something went awry. Maybe COVID happened. (laughs) So things might change. And then some of you may also be aware, um, one of the new markets for health and diabetes is, or sorry, keep saying new markets, new markers for health in diabetes isn't necessarily just your A1C anymore, but it's a metric called time in range. And Clarity actually provides that data for your time in range. So you can go to your doctor and say, hey, you know what? You gave me this range of 70 to 180 for my blood glucose. And look, here's a graph. And 75% of the time, I have been in that range. And then your doctor can, you and your doctor can plan accordingly. But it's not just, you know, diabetes isn't a moment in time. It's, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, right? And so clarity really allows you the marathon view and seeing overall, how are you trending and how are you go- doing versus the G, the app for the G5 or the G6, which is more like the today information. So again, the intent of the data is that you as a patient, you're much more empowered to manage your diabetes. You can learn more about how things you do affect your blood glucose and then prepare for that or make lifestyle adjustments or is, insulin adjustments accordingly. Um, when I was talking with another group earlier this week, Danette also reminded me about a couple things. Uh, We have the follow app. So if you are, what we know is people with um, children really like the follow app, people who live alone, and sometimes people just, you know, your spouse is traveling or you just want to make sure that you've, somebody's got your back. And so what you're able to do, if you're the individual with the wearable part, with the Dexcom part, you can call up your friend and say, you know, I can call my friend Barb and say, hey, Barb, download the follow app. I'm going to give you permission to see my numbers. And if something goes really high or really low, you're going to get an alert. And I'd like you to call and check on me because I want to make sure that, that I'm safe and healthy. And so it's kind of this nice safety net um, to be able to follow someone if you have a loved one or to have followers if you're an individual with diabetes. Um, We also have the data you can get on an Apple Watch. So, And I believe it also works if you have an Android, it can send to an Android watch. You need to have the phone nearby, 
But for some people, it's just really nice to be able to kind of use a flip of your wrist and take a look at those Dexcom numbers instead of pulling out your phone. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of ways to access the information. And again, the, the Hey Siri feature, um, literally just have your phone sitting next to you and say, Hey Siri, what's my blood glucose? And Siri will say, your blood glucose is 168. Okay. And then you know, and you can take action based on that information. Um, I think those were all of the kind of the neat pieces that I have to share with you. Did not, did I leave any big yeah, chunks of information to, out? Yeah, just to, so, just so people know, I did have Janet and her team. There were, I think there was two other come to the house and they paid me for it too. So that's why they got to come in. <laughs> <laughs> so, and can you share also that this follow app or the share app had saved me once because my alarm was going off and my my phone was in the living room and when my when my sugar gets too low the alarm that i have is the baby will cry so the baby was crying i didn't hear it because i was in the bedroom my friend did i woke up to her calling me so note to self bring the phone in with you when you go to bed and you'll be happy you'll hear the baby cry so yes (laughs) So, um, Jana, can you tell us a little bit about the alarms also? <laughs> yes, thank you. See, we're going to get to hire Danetta salesperson here. Um, <laughs> so, yes, one of the other key benefits, you know, I mentioned that visually you get, you get a visual indicator that you might be going low or high, but you can also set alarms. And to Danette's point, you can choose the sounds for those alarms. And that will alert you if you're going high or going low and make sure that you're taking action. So there are audio alerts as well as visual alerts. Mm -hmm. So I have a friend who does use the baby cry like me. Well, she used to at night if the sugar gets too low, but she has changed that because she heard the baby cry and she couldn't get back to sleep. So. (laughs) She has promptly changed that. So if anybody has any questions for Jana, you can please raise your hand and we'll, uh, Becky will call on you and lower your hand. Thank you. Tom Tobin. Hey, Jana, this is Tom Tobin. Thanks so much for being here tonight. We really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I've been a type 1 diabetic since I was 9 years old, and I'm not going to tell you how old I am now. But anyway, um, I uh, first of all, I wanted to commend you for... um, For making your uh, product uh, accessible to people who are blind and visually impaired, that to know that that Dexcom has a department that that worries about accessibility is something that's really important to this group. So <clears throat> we thank you for that for sure. Uh, and secondly, uh, my question was, um, and not to put you on the spot, but uh, one of the things that this organization is trying to advocate for is that um, that these CGM companies. Um, work on trying to get the handheld reader that comes with a device uh, made accessible, which I realize is more of a hard thing to do as a retrofit versus doing it out of the gate. But the issue I wanted just to bring to your attention, Jan, is that there are a lot of people out there in the diabetes community with vision impairment that can't afford to own a smartphone. Mm -hmm. So for them, not being able to use the handheld reader that comes with the device is really brings them up short. And so I'm here to advocate on their behalf to encourage you and encourage Dexcom to think about 
making the handheld reader fully accessible so that someone who can't afford a smart device uh, can still have access to use your wonderful product. It is a superior product from the research I've done. And, um, you know, and make sure that, um, as you know, Jan, I'm sure, you know, with vision impairment and diabetes, uh, you can, if you don't get the disease under control, which is where the CGM, the Dexcom be really vital, then you're much more prone to other complications like kidney disease, heart disease, neuropathy, amputations, you name it, you know the deal. But um, mm-hmm. so I'd like to really encourage you and, and take it back to Dexcom to encourage your technology and, and accessibility team to um, work on getting the handheld reader accessible because there are lots of people who are blind, visually impaired, uh, and diabetic that just can't afford a smartphone. Um, and I would get, I would guess there's some people on this call tonight that can't afford that. Um, and I will tell you this, I've been doing this long enough along with many of my colleagues on this call, including President Chris Gray, that from a business standpoint, if you guys are the first to make the handheld reader accessible, you're going to capture a corner of the blindness diabetic market that nobody else has access to right now because they're not doing anything about it. And um, I've been doing this long enough to know that I know corporate America has to justify what they do by some kind of a financial incentive. Um, And the best analogy I can say to you is that when Steve Jobs committed to make iOS fully accessible from the get-go, there are a hell of a lot of blind people that own nothing but iOS and Android came late to the party and they're, they're doing better. But um, from a business model, uh, there are a lot of blind people that own iOS devices simply because they're fully accessible out of the box. So if Dexcom, you know, is interested in making their handheld, I think fully accessible, you would not only doing a good social thing for blind and visually impaired diabetics trying to deal with disease, but you'd also be making a good business decision. And with that, I will shut up and let you answer. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Great. Thank you so much, Tom. I I definitely hear you and I really appreciate your understanding of the, you know, the, the business decisions and the complexities of being in business. Um, I do not get this final say in that, but my job, like I said, is to report what people request and I will be more than happy to add that request to our list. And that's that's what I can Absolutely. promise right now, but thank you so much for sharing your reasoning and the uh, also the your thoughts about Apple because you're right. And cool. a majority of the Dexcom customers actually use Apple products, so um, it makes sense to continue down that path as well. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Tom. Okay. It looks like we got about five hands raised. Uh, Debbie okay. Downey? Mm-hmm. Hi, Jan. Jana, I'm sorry. Um, I want to go back a little bit in your presentation. I'm taking notes and I got a little confused. There was something that you said was not compatible with voiceover, something to do with a graph. Oh, Oh, so in our G6 product on the, the, do you have a Dexcom? No, actually it's my husband that's a diabetic and I'm, he's got started to see a diabetes educator and um, she's talking about, possibly a CGM. And she was mm-hmm. actually wondering uh, what was used to make it talk. And I said, I think there's an app. 
But the, the, if I can explain a little bit, it is an app. And it, if you turn your phone sideways to landscape mode, it says transmitter. And people that can see can see all these numbers going up and down. This was what your reading was 12 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. And that, that that's what this transmitter is. And that's what your doctors will see. But that's what it does not read to you. Oh, okay. So right. that's the part. So, so if he were to Sorry, bring, this, bring, bring the phone into the doctor, uh, she can see all that, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't Correct. necessarily know. Okay. He would be and able to see that in clarity. Right. In, in the second app on the phone in clarity, but he would not be able to see it on his phone. Okay. So how many apps are there that you need to have? Need to have just one. You really just need the main app, but it's, Highly recommended just to be able to look further back at the Clarity app. So that would be two apps right now. Okay. And what is the latest product named or called? It's just called Dexcom G6. We keep it simple. Nothing G6. fancy. And do you have to have a certain model of iPhone for it to work with? Or at least a, there is you know. a list. If you go, I can see if I can find it. And I, is it helpful if I put that in the chat? There is a list of compatible phones on the website. I am not okay. sure if the chat is turned. Becky, do you know if the chat is turned off or on? I have no idea. Me neither. Or if you can I tell know. us the website, and I can. That would be easier for me to check that yeah. out later. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's on Dexcom.com. I'm looking to see it. And it looks like if you do backslash compatibility, mm-hmm. you will be able to find that. Okay. It's D-E-X-C-O-M. Thank you. Right. Yes. Okay. And is your last name Kimmel? Yes. K-I-M-M-E-L? Just one M like Jimmy. Just one. Okay. All right. Thank you Jeanette, so I think, much. I think Chad is active tonight. I tried to go into it, so... Okay, Jana, I'm sorry I called you kibble, and it's a good thing Mr. Mayor wasn't around. <laughs> uh, we, have several hand, like we have several hands raised. Um, okay. Charles? Yes, thank you. Uh, I echo uh, Tom Cobbins' comment, but I would also add that it would be socially responsible for Dexcom to make uh, it out of the box accessible. But my question is... My question is... Um, having to do with the uh, reading about being in range. Does that display as a graph or can you access it on an iPhone? The reading being in range. So the, I believe if you ask Siri your number, she will just read out a number. Yes. And if you open Clarity, you can, Clarity can read the, the time in range graph. Is that right, Danette? Yes. And or Clarity voiceover, will- I mean. It will also tell you, like, when you were, like, overly too high, the the time when you were too high or when you were too low. And it'll tell you, like, the percentage range when you were in range and when you were a little high or a little low. It'll tell you all of that. And and your total percentage of in range per, per that day that you were looking at. Okay, great. Thank you. And uh, I get like a text message each day. If I was in range for more than 70%, I'll get a message on my phone each day that, oh, you were in range 70% yesterday. Next person is Randy. Hey, Randy. Wait a minute. Yep. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Randy. OQF meeting, believe meeting. Escape, Zoom meeting. Switch space. Andy, I think you're unmuted. Maybe not. 
Somebody's unmuted with a screen here. I, I lost. I lost him. Um, okay, so I'll do five one four. Can unmute. Who are you, and can you unmute? Fifteen forty one five four one. Your area code is five four one. Hi, this is Deb Kokel. I'm just asking, please, if there's anything that can be done to reduce the cost of the basic app, I would be extremely grateful. Thank you for letting me um, say what I had to say, Jan. Reduce the cost of the app of the app on the phone. Probably the yes. cost of the unit. Yes, my insurance does not pay for any of it, and. Um, I'm on a fixed income, and when I looked into the basic app um, to to get it and the voiceover was something in the range of six to seven hundred dollars plus plus three hundred dollars every every month or ten days okay. or something like that. I think the app is for free, and you just yes. need to get the, the iPhone. Well, no, I yeah. have the iPhone. Yeah. Okay. But. But the materials that are necessary. Yeah. The device itself is. Yeah. The yeah. device itself okay. can. Yes. And, you know, there's definitely awareness that um, cost is a, is a barrier for some folks. There are people working on, you know, perhaps providing mm -hmm. a low cost device at some point. Um, thank you for sharing that feedback, Jane. And again, I'll take that back to the organization. So if I could suggest, like, have your doctor write a prescription stating she's blind, she needs this. This would help control her diabetes. She's blind. She needs it accessible. Something Already after done. that. Didn't work. Okay. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, Randy, it looks like you got yourself unmuted. I Go think ahead. so, finally. Um, uh, I, I wanted to say several things. First of all, I, I've, come, I've come to you from using your competitor's CGM. Okay. And I need to tell you, it, what you guys do is really terrific. I've learned things about my insulin consumption that I didn't know. I've been able to decrease the amount of insulin that I'm using because I'm aware of how my body reacts much more so now than I was uh, before I started all this. And also, I feel like I get a much better read on my sugars when they are low, um, which is also useful. But my question to you has to do with with an issue regarding the current um, the current G six and then what may be coming with the G seven. Um, with the G six, the only thing that I think is a minor inconvenience is the fact that you have to go to some extra trouble to get the four digit code to put into the app, so that uh, the app and the um, or, or the so that the sensor and the and and the app are are on the same page my question is um i recognize that for g6 that's likely going to stay that way until um down the road but in g7 is there any thought about making it so that um one didn't have to go and tra find this code to put in the app that it could figure it out on its own yes randy thank you so much for bringing that to our attention and it has indeed been brought to our attention by a, a number of people, and that is something the team is actively working to do differently. Okay, so that's hopefully you'll be happy with uh, what comes next. That's terrific. And then that, and then the second question I have is, um, I don't have any issue with dealing with the transmitter, putting it on the um, sensor. All of that works well for me. I could, however, see it as being 
challenging for some users. Uh, again, my question would be, is there any thought about combining the transmitter and the sensor in one unit so that when you just put the unit on your arm, that part of it is already handled? That I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know all of the the technical details that make it so that it's two pieces right now because that you know that sensor has a short life, but the transmitter has a long life. And I don't have a, enough of an engineering background to know what the reasons are for that. I'm guessing that that your request is is also not unheard of because everybody wants. We're always driving to be simpler and easier, um, but I don't know what all the engineering uh, parameters are for that. So I can't really speak to that, but I appreciate your insight and your sharing that. Okay. Well, I'm not suggesting that it's not handleable by many of us. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that for some of us, it could be challenging. And that's why I raised the question. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Understood. Okay. Jane? Hello. Thank you for your presentation. I'm Jane Perry, and I live in Falmouth, Massachusetts on Cape Cod. And I would like to echo the affordability issue, but I'd also want to share with you another concern that I have advocating on the Cape for the aging population. You know, you've got to make it simple. This is yeah. too complicated for people who are not technology or tech savvy. And there are some people on this call that called on the telephone. I called on the telephone because I'm having problems with my iPad, okay? And I probably could do this, but you have to think about the older people who A, can't afford it, B, don't want to buy it, but are looking for something different than a talking glucometer like I have. And the one that you referenced, the talking glucometer, I do not like it. And I know Walmart had a talking glucometer, but they do not carry anymore. It's called Premier. So if you're looking toward accessibility and getting the word out and having people use your product, you have to look also not on the affordability, but accessibility for people who are older, who don't want to use a computer or an iPhone, but still have diabetes issues and also have poor reception where they live. Thank you very much. And I hope you will take our, my ideas along with the other people on this call back to the people that make this product. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your feedback, Jane. Yeah, you know, one of the things going to Dinesh's house was just part of, a, you know, many phases of bringing in, we try to bring in multiple voices as we're creating a new product. So we bring in people of various ethnicities, people of various ages, people of various abilities, and really try and make sure things are working for as many people as possible. I don't think there's there's anything that will work for, for every single person. That's just honestly not realistic, but we definitely do talk to as wide a range of people as we can and try to design with as many of those folks in mind as we can. So again, moving forward, I hate to keep saying the same thing and sound like a broken record, but moving forward, I, I think you all will see some changes that you, yep. that will address some of these questions. <clears throat> Excellent. Thank you, Janice. So I have a question. It's Danette. So my question would be, are you, are they thinking of getting like a insulin pump tandem T-Slim or something to work with the Dexcom? Or is that a possibility? I think we talked about that on Monday and I'm not sure. That, 
I'm trying to remember, if, or are you trying to see if you can trip me up again? Uh, <laughs> I'm looking what's out here. So it looks like it is, it's integrated with the T-Slim and with the Omnipod. Oh, okay. Oh, the, the, the G7 is? The G6. Next, the, no, no, but it's not, okay, but it's not accessible. You you have to still have some vision to do the T Slim with the Dexcom. Gotcha. Yes, I don't know if the T Slim itself is accessible, but I do know that there is some integration between those two. Okay, that's what's not access- accessible, which is not gotcha. Dexcom's fault. Gotcha. The da- the Omnipod actually is is a phone app, so the Omnipod is a. A blank pod that just sits on your arm. So you might look into something like that or wherever you put the pod and -hmm. then it, it, all of the readings are through the phone. So that Mm -hmm. might be more accessible. So does the pod have to be like, say your Dexcom's on your left side of the stomach and the deck and the pod is on the right side that do they have to be farther apart? I do not know the answer to that. Okay. I would ask a doctor about that. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I know that we have gone way over time. Uh, we do have uh, oh, way over time. Dawn. Dawn has her hand raised. Hey, Dawn. Hi, Dawn. I have two. I have two questions about experiences. One, I am a swimmer, um, mm-hmm. and I'd like to know if anybody's had experience with wearing these in the pool or um, in jacuzzis and do they stay on or do you have to keep exchanging them with the pharmacist? And are you asking me or are you asking the folks in your community? Anybody, anybody. I do know that Dexcom will also provide what they call an overlay patch. An overlay patch does help help secure the sensor and the transmitter. Which and that they will when you're running out of those, all you got to do is just call Dexcom and they will send you ten more. So every ten weeks they will send you some. And I have not. I'm not a swimmer, but I do take like a a shower, a pretty long shower with it on, and it stays stays place stays in place never has fallen off in the shower okay and um is there latex on that to keep it in place there is an adhesive um and then like danette said some people purchase extra over patches or something to really lock it down but you know you don't know if it's latex on there because i'm allergic to latex I, I'm not going to tell you that I know that a hundred percent. I would definitely call customer service to confirm. I, I think not, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. And the customer service is very, very helpful. Okay. The second question is for experience. Does anybody, has anybody worn this with um, taking care of babies and children? Do they try to go after and take this stuff off? Because it's under your clothes. They don't even know it's there unless they're lifting Unless they're lifting up, I mean, I have had my guide dog thinking he's a lap dog come up in my lap and 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 lay on me, and it's and it stays put. Okay, so where are you putting it then? On I, my I stomach. Heard you say you, I heard you say on the back of your arm or on your stomach. So I only I do assume- the stomach. Okay. Well, when my endocrinologist 
looked at me, started the Dexcom, started using the Dexcom. <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to just get it out there. She looked at my stomach. Oh, you have plenty of room to put this on your stomach. It's like, oh, thank you. So, <laughs> so yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Dawn. The last person um, that has their hand raised is the Les Angela team. Les, you're muted. You're still muted, Les. There I'm you muted go. now. There, there you go. go. There you go. Uh, yes. Um, 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 I have the um, app. Uh, I have both of the um, apps, but uh, Dexcom uh, gives you no written um, instructions yeah. on how to sync the uh, receiver in uh, to the phone. None whatsoever. And I I've been on the phone. Right. Yeah. I got all my training from my endocrinologist, the diabetic yeah. educator. Yes. My um, endocrinologist does not have a crew, and my diabetic educator, they're... Uh, how do I put this politely? They d just do not know. They have no clue on how uh, this is done uh, for the blind. Mm. So if you have any suggestions, I would be appreciative. Janae, do you have like maybe a customer service number that would be able to help or is that something they help with? Yeah, that would be, that would absolutely be the best thing to do. They're going to be the the best set to talk you through it and I will get you that. Yes. And you know what they say? Oh, do you have anybody cited there? So uh, I have been around the block for uh, with this for a whole year. Um, mm. I like your product, but I'm having a problem. This is Les. I got a question. We have all these video cameras and stuff. Well, let, let's get one done and then and take care of Thank the Thank you, other. Chris. Thank you, Chris. Yes. Yeah. Well, this was part of the question. Well, but okay. Well, let Jana take care of your, Yeah, this one first. Yeah. Les, can you, I just want to make sure I understood the question. Is it, you said the receiver to the phone. Do you mean the, the phone to the transmitter that you're wearing? Yes. Gotcha. Um, How do you get it to the phone? That's should, what I'm asking. You have yeah. to pair it. You have to pair. Exactly. People were talking about that pairing process. It is right now, as, as was mentioned, there are like four numbers on the device that you or somebody would need to punch right. in. And then it connects the transmitter to the phone. But you can get that number by um, calling Be My Eyes. And well, if you have an iPhone, calling Be My Eyes, let Be My Eyes use your camera and they can read the number for you and then you can put it into your phone. And and Be My Eyes. I have some sight and I have a CCTV. That's not the problem. I don't know how uh, to do it. To pair it. You go in uh, to the um, app. The app is asking you for passwords and all this other stuff. Um, it's just really been very hard. Okay. If it's asking for your password, that means Dex Dexcom is not set up yet in, on your phone. Dexcom has been set up numerous times. Okay. But it's asking for your password. That's, that's why yeah. I question that. I mean, 
we can't go through this um, every 10 days, which is, which is exasperating. Angela, where do you live? I live in uh, New Jersey. You're in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a uh, densely populated area. Uh, I, I would suggest that you find a different diabetic educator. Mm, yeah. Now, yeah. now, now, um, Dexcom can help you do that. They know the educators out there who can help you. And maybe you need to get a supervisor or something like that. But if your educator can't help you, then uh, the American Association of Diabetic Educators and Dexcom need to help you find somebody who can. That's all there is to it. Wonderful. That's all there is to it. Wonderful. Yeah. And if you, the other way to go is sometimes ask your provider if there's a salesperson in the area. And sometimes those salespeople can work directly with you or get someone to work with you. They can be actually. Uh, The sales, the salesperson um, already did that. And she said, I am so sorry. I, they don't give us um, instructions on how to work with blind people. (laughs) you know, it doesn't matter about which what made, which or not. made me very angry. It has to which do with me... using the equipment. Right. And they right. Just get past their issues about blindness. Yeah. You need to help them do that. But yeah. You can. Uh, oh, um, oh, um, I do. Um, I've been an um, advocate for 12 years for the blind. Good. So, but uh, it's just been impossible. But I'm going to take your um, advice. Uh, call back Dexcom and see if they have another um, educator. Uh, the yeah. problem is transportation about getting there. Right. Oh, also, look, you, you maybe even check and see if you can find a new diabetic doctor who knows more than what yours does. Well, uh, my doctor's very good, so I really don't want to change him. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Point taken. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that concludes all the hands that are raised. Um, and like I said, we are way past the uh, time that we had allotted. But um, okay, can I just do, uh, read out this customer service number? And I, I am aware that, you know, some people perhaps are a little more sensitive or understanding than others. But yeah. I have heard some good feedback about folks at Dexcom who have been patient. So yes. you, I'm going to read this number out twice. I unfortunately, you know, I don't. I don't know every aspect of the product. It's it's a very complicated product, as you know. But I encourage you to call if you have a way to write down or take down the number 888-738-3646. And again, that's 888-738-3646. Then you can hopefully talk to an agent who can give you a little bit more support. And if you don't get an agent who has the patients, call again. Get somebody exactly. else. Exactly. And were you able to get that phone number? Were folks able to who needed it able to get that down? Lesson is it Angela? Yes. Angela or Angie. I'm not sure which. Uh, yes, yes, I have it. Okay, okay. good. Good. Jana, I want to thank you. As, yeah, sorry. As president of ACBDA. Um sorry, I have Chris. received all kinds of amazing good feedback about Dexcom customer service mm-hmm. and and so absolutely if, if one person cannot help you then 
you know, either call back or ask for a supervisor or whatever. And, uh, you know, just fight the good fight. (laughs) Seriously. Use your 12 years of advocacy. Yes. (laughs) And the very best of luck to you, Angela. And and, uh, we'll all be in touch. Thank you all for such an enjoyable conversation. It's really helpful to hear what what people are doing. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I don't have all of the answers, but hopefully we can direct you to some folks who do. And it sounds like Danette's your in-house expert. I'd, I'd, I'd email her first. Thank you, Jenna. And say, do, do keep in touch, Jenna. I, I have enjoyed talking to you and listening to you. And yeah, do keep in touch. I've enjoyed you this. Know, that would be great, Danette. Let's stay in contact. Yes, thank you. You know my email, keep my email. There you go. <laughs> yes, I'll send you my personal one. Um, okay, perfect. And I really appreciate all of you taking the time tonight to share your thoughts and your feedback. And I wish you all good health. Thanks thank for you. coming and sharing with us. And people, we will play diabetes trivia again. So, because we, I have still more questions. <laughs> Danette, do you want to, the few people that are still here, do you want to share what the topic is for next month? Next month topic is oh non twenty four sleep apnea sleep being Vanda pharmaceutical Vanda pharmaceuticals non twenty four there it is so yeah and I thank everybody for coming and playing the trivia with me and meeting Jana thank you and thank okay. you Chris for joining oh you bet my pleasure everybody have a great month. And we'll be here again. We will be here Saturday the 20th, too, for our social. And the and fourth that, Monday. Chris, do you have a topic for the fourth Monday? I Not yet? Uh, I do, but I'm not, I haven't got a full commitment tomorrow. Okay. Uh, tomorrow okay. I will. Okay. So, let, me, let me wait for that. <laughs> right. Just thought I would check. Okay. Oh, no Thank problem. You. No problem. That's fine. And then we'll be back on uh, April 14th with the uh, Vanda Pharmaceuticals with the. Yes. Um, we'll be back Saturday 24th. the 20th first. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.